Good day to you. We are ready to begin in the Gospel of John, chapter 1. This is the very beginning of the Gospel of John. This is an unrehearsed, unscripted, uh, informal Bible study where we're just reading the Bible and discussing the events and what is being said. We want to understand the context of what's happening, how it's happening. We want to understand um, what's being said as best we can. Um, we uh, we want to do that because that will help us be closer to the Lord. That will help us in our walk with the Lord so that we will be closer, closer to Jesus and closer to God. So, again, we're starting in the Gospel of John, the book of John. This is chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So, these first few verses here, I mean, they're just explaining that Jesus is a part of the Godhead. He is, um, he is a an aspect. I think of it as three aspects of God. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And he, they're you know, basically just saying that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Well, they're referring to Jesus. John is referring to Jesus, and the Word was God. Uh, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So he was there. And Jesus himself says in the Gospels that, you know, someone's asking him, and and he's saying, he, he replies, I am. And it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a, uh, I can't think of the right word. It's kind of a throwback to where God in the Old Testament tells Moses, I am. Um, I think he tells others I am as well, but I'm trying to remember the uh, one of the more memorable times. Um, anyway, because God is omniscient and he's all-present, he's always present and always all-powerful, so he's I am for that reason. Um, So Jesus also, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So um, there Jesus is, just like where Jesus is, has said, and you've seen it, heard it in the other Gospels, Jesus is the light of the world, and he's um, the light shining in the darkness, you know, that we can follow and be saved by him. All right, verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a wit pardon me, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. Now this John is John the Baptist. This is not the Apostle John. Pardon me just a moment. So this is not the Apostle John, this is John the Baptist. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. 
But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And here, this is a reference to, let's see, um, all who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that's, that's all of us. We are, when we believe in Jesus and we're baptized, we show that belief. We, uh, and we're baptized, we act on that. That's the only action that's really required of us to be saved is, uh, you know, initially. It's, it's that initial act. Like, uh, we hear the word, we believe, we believe in Jesus, and then we profess that, we confess that, and then we get baptized, and that's our act of faith for that, for that salvation. Um, now, there's, beyond that, of course, we have to remain faithful and try, you know, keep studying and trying to stay on the path and follow Jesus. But, initially, to be saved, it's, it's very short and very simple, and there's only one real act of faith for us, and that is to be baptized, because um, faith, just like faith, repentance, all these things require some action. You have to take some action for it to be true and real. Um, anyway, I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic, but that's how we become, the idea was, that's how we become the children of God. We're, we are uh, basically, while we are in the body of Christ, this is all very spiritually speaking, um, and we are in the church, we are also brothers and sisters. We're part of God's family. We're brothers and sisters to Jesus. We're like, think of us as younger, unruly brothers and sisters, you know. <laughs> anyway, but we are children of God. And um, through through Jesus, okay, so I don't want to, don't want to uh, miss that point. Through Jesus, we are able to become, uh, we have the right, he gave the right to become children of God. All right, so verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. So let me reread that because that went kind of quickly for me. Verse 17, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So. And, and Moses did present the law as, you know, given to him by God. Um, and that's, that happened, you know, that was after, um, that was after the exodus, really, of Egypt, after they left Egypt. Um, they, God gave them the law through Moses, and then grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. So no one has ever seen God. Now, if you remember, I think Moses was allowed to see his back, 
but or some small portion and we don't know if that's more from a you know what what would you actually have seen of God's glory I, we don't know what he would have actually seen so it's hard to say but but no one has truly seen God has truly seen the face of God um, as I think this is that is what this is referencing here for let's see so um this these verses though to back further up in verse 14 um, these verses are referring to John the Baptist who bore witness about Jesus and I said the one who comes after me really ranks before me because he was before me and he is you know in the other Gospels you know he says it differently but basically says that he's not worthy of him all right so let's move on with verse 19 this is probably I'm probably talking about things that are going to come out here anyway verse 19 verse 19 and this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him who are you he confessed and did not deny but confessed I am not the Christ okay so John the Baptist was showing and they weren't sure who he was so they the, the priests and Levites came out to ask him who are you and he says, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. So he's basically telling them that he is the one that comes before the Messiah. If they, you know, if they would follow their own scriptures. Uh, verse 24, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you, baptizing if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. So, so these things took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Now that was closer up to the Sea of Galilee. Okay, so, verse 29, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. So here John is describing what occurred with Jesus when he was baptized and how John the Baptist was also a witness to this and how he uh, said that he was not worthy you know this is this uh, 
corroborates it goes with the other Gospels, John the Baptist um, doing the same things and uh, baptizing Jesus and he saw the, the Spirit descend and remain and God had told him that this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit verse 35 the next day again John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said behold the Lamb of God the two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them what are you seeking and they said to him rabbi which means teacher where are you staying he said to them come and you will see so they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the tenth hour one of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew Simon Peter's brother he first found his own brother Simon and said to him we have found the Messiah which means Christ he brought him to Jesus Jesus looked at him and said so you are Simon the son of John you shall be called Cephas which means Peter So here you'll notice that Peter's brother Andrew, um, he was following John the Baptist. He was a uh, disciple of John the Baptist. And he and this other, do they say who the other is? The two disciples heard him. Nope. They don't tell me who that is right now. But there was another that was following John the Baptist with Andrew and they left you know, they, they, they moved from John the Baptist to following Jesus because Jesus was the Messiah. And that's what John the Baptist was plainly telling them. Behold the Lamb of God. He was saying that is the Messiah. So, of course, they believe John the Baptist. They're going to they're gonna move on and follow Jesus. Because here we're following the one who's proclaiming the Messiah is coming. But now we're going to move on and actually follow the Messiah. Pardon me. So the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know of me? Jesus answered, Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So this is Jesus calling his disciples here, and this is a, an accounting of um, how he he basically, you know, shows Nathaniel how he is the Son of God. Um, and it, I think it's because he knew, I mean, you know, if you read in the context here, he knew that 
Nathaniel had said, can anything good come of Nazareth, <laughs> you know, come out of Nazareth? Um, so, you know, and obviously Nazareth was, uh, was perhaps not the best and easiest place to be. I'm not that familiar with their history and how that area was, but, uh, obviously not everyone thought highly of Nazareth, so, um, so, but Jesus had called these and he told Nathaniel that before you were called, I saw you under the fig tree. I'm sure he could have told him other things, but that was enough. And you'll notice what Jesus says about him. Behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. So Nathaniel was a very honest, upright person. You know, he did not have any deceit. He did not lie. So... That's, that's a pretty good statement about somebody for Jesus to say that because Jesus would know. So that's impressive too. So, all right, that is the end of John chapter 1. Let me just make sure. I'm pretty sure that was the end. Oh, my pages are stuck together. Pardon me. That's, that's what I get for doing this. Yep. Okay. So when next we return, we shall read chapter 2. That's the end of chapter 1. And that's basically a good introduction to the Gospel of John. So, thank you for listening, and um, hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you.